Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you are listening to AM820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Here on Raising Saints, we talk to teenagers about the topics that matter most, and then we invite you, our parents who are listening, to listen in on our conversations. And it's our hope that um, while you're listening, you will maybe gain some insight or some wisdom, or sometimes what you need is a little extra courage to have these same conversations with your own kids. It's our goal here to help you raise the saints in your lives. So thank you for joining us. Today we're talking about holiness, and specifically we're talking about the attractiveness of holiness. So here with us in the studio are three very holy, very attractive, beautiful, wonderful teenagers. Tell us your name and where you go to church. I'm Kaylee, and I go to church at St. Bridget of Kildare. I'm Jonathan, and I also go to St. Bridget. I'm Emily, and I go to Church of the Resurrection. Great. Thank you all for being here. Um Okay, before we talk about attractive holiness, let's talk about attractiveness in general, because I want to just make sure we're clarifying terms. Um, So typically, culturally, when we're talking about someone being attractive or when we're talking about being attracted to someone, what are we usually referring to or what are we usually talking about? Appearance. Appearance. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that, I mean, is that it? No, yeah, appearance, definitely. Pretty much. Let's, let's, what's stereotyped is appearance. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So today we're talking about something totally different. Um, because I want to, I want to refer to the characteristics or qualities that draw you toward someone or that make someone a person you want to be around. Okay. So, Attractive as in like a magnetic sort of sense. You're drawn to that person. Mm-hmm. So um, let's work backwards. Okay. What characteristics do you find, not physical characteristics, but those like magnetic characteristics, do you find unattractive? <laughs> like what characteristics make you not want to be around people? Um, I say like pride. Okay. Excessive pride is annoying. Okay. Yeah, annoying. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be another unattractive thing. Annoying. <laughs> <Annoyingness>. annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else? Any others? I think like the inability for someone to be de- independent. Like if they're always changing their personality based on who they're with and you can never figure out like who they are. You could just know yeah. who's around them. Yeah. Uh like going off of that, like um if somebody's fake, like I don't know if fakeness is a word, but whatever it the, is now yeah because you said it on the radio <laughs> right um just like um if, if somebody's different with different people is very frustrating to yeah try to you have never a know who you're who you're with yeah, at any, right yeah i know for me like someone who takes advantage or like takes me for granted definitely wouldn't want to be around them <laughs> i feel i'm feeling like we could do a whole show on unattractive qualities <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Because you guys are like, oh, I got one. Oh, I got one. Yeah. All right. So let's move forward from there then. What are characteristics that you find, again, not physically attractive, but characteristics that you find attractive in people? Positive energy. Okay. Definitely. Like a great attitude, always upbeat, always. Mm-hmm. And they don't even have to be always upbeat because not everybody's like always like 
energetic and like oh my gosh hi like, <laughs> but um it's, but just just like you can like get a vibe off of people and like you know what i mean yes yeah, yeah. right i think like willingness to ask for support or help when something's going on rather than like hiding it um is always good right but not but that's funny because that's because you, the unattractive thing was people who are too dependent on other people. Yeah, so right, that I mean, fine line between yeah, finding a balance. Right. Yeah. Um, I definitely would say like I like someone with a, like good sense of humor and someone who's really kind and caring. Mm-hmm. Uh, humility. Also. Yeah, definitely humility. The opposite of the pride, opposite of pride. Yeah. Yep. Okay. okay. Uh, sorry, I'm saying a lot here, but no, uh, that's okay. <laughs> um. Pam, our youth group minister, would be happy to hear me say authenticity. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Which is what you were talking about. The no. authentic. Who was talking about that? You, Jonathan, just right. like the pe- you were both talking about it. people who are themselves all the time, not changing uh-huh. who they are based mm-hmm. on who they're around. I think a big one is compassion. I f- yeah. feel it's really hard to, for me to have a conversation with someone who's not willing to see um, other people's point of view and to understand attempt to understand what yeah. other people are going through mm-hmm. that's that's a, i was also going in that direction um <laughs> i was gonna say somebody who you can uh like have a deep conversation with because that's really important to me in relationships like i like when people talk just to talk like they just say random things and i'm like why did you just say that like <laughs> type thing <laughs> like deep conversations and that like uh personal connection with them is really important I think what Emily was saying too is like reliability, like between each other, like you being there for them and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So you guys know like exactly who you want to hang out with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's great. Who we don't want to hang out with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's half the battle. All right. That's fantastic. What about holiness? Is holiness something that is attractive to you guys? I feel like holiness could kind of be summed up by everything we just said. Yeah, I was thinking that when you were saying <laughs> those things. Because my next question is, what is holiness? Like, let's define this. What is it? Um, okay, so if any of you, if you guys want to take this question, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've been talking too much. Go for it, man. You can't talk too much. Okay. We have a half an hour to feel. Phil, like, go ahead and talk. <laughs> well, in that case. Um, <laughs> okay, so holiness would just be... Um, I think compassion is a big part of it. Um, I think um, uh, having your personal relationship with God in like like having being in touch with God. Um, uh, something I was reading this past week said um, like uh, like service starts at your home. So like with your family relationships, like um, you can't like go out and help other people if you're like a jerk to your brother or sister um, or parents. So I think just um, like having priorities straight and um, really valuing relationships and stuff. Anything to add to that, Kaylee or Emily? What is holiness? Um, along with that, I'm saying like humility too, allowing yourself to like be really open with each person you meet. I th- um, okay, sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think an established prayer life is really important because. Um, since we're all like growing in our faith life every day, um, it is really beneficial if you've already like started that process. Okay. I think you can tell if somebody's holy or not. Um, this, I mean, there's many ways to tell, but one way is like 
um, if people are like gossiping or judging other people, a holy person seems to like just like be completely disengaged from the conversation or or even stand up for that person. But like a lot of times if somebody like really has strong morals and everything, then they'll just like not like take part in the conversation, even if they're sitting with their group of friends. You know what? Along those lines, too, you you know, when you're in the presence of someone who's holy, you don't want to gossip. Have you, have you noticed? <laughs> like, yeah. I do not feel comfortable. Right. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Right. Because we just gossip so that we can have another person to like feed off of mm-hmm. and feel better. But when that person doesn't do that, that it's really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I think another reason we gossip is to get other people to like us and to get them to, um, to attempt to get them to appreciate us. But when you're with someone that's truly holy, you see that glow of love everyone in your in their presence so you don't need to try to get their attention you don't need to try to get them to like you because they're so caring for everybody that is a great point i had never thought about that before that's great um what do holy people have that other people want like why is holiness attractive i think that we all know like how we're supposed to act um and what is good and what's not good but like our world is can be so like different from that and i think that people know like deep down that that we're called to live in a certain way in a holy way and just the fact that they can see somebody else doing that it's like they gain respect for that person and um they kind of and they and can grow a lot of resentment towards that person because they feel like inferior inferior yeah resentment towards a holy person yeah a lot of i threatened i think okay you know what i mean because like people can um feel like that this person is better than me because mm-hmm. i know like it's not like every holy person just like is loved by everybody like there's haters out there there are haters <laughs> yeah that's for sure and actually we're gonna i want to talk more about that um but before we move on to that, let, Emily and Kaylee, what do you think? What what makes, why is holiness attractive? Um, well, for me, holiness is, like Jonathan was saying, like, you know, deep down inside, like, how you're supposed to be, like, with holiness. But you, like, want to strive to be like that person, too, and live their life like that. I think I agree. You just see their relationship with God, and you just, not envy, but you want to be at that point in your life you want to get there and being around really holy people is one of the best ways to get there do you guys think that holy people are generally more peaceful people yeah yeah Yeah. because they know what matters and what doesn't yeah i think they're a lot better at just like uh going with the like taking life as it comes and like understanding what things are what things actually do matter yeah like relationships your relationship with christ right i think a lot of people look at um really holy people and say well they don't they didn't have struggles they didn't have all of these problems to bring them to our level but that's completely false (laughs) they have just as much if not more problems in their lives than we do um they just handle them differently right they carry their crosses gracefully and right allow those things to bring them closer to the lord rather than to harbor resentment or bitterness or so oh go ahead 
Um, okay, so uh, another thing with holiness is like virtue, um, and just like I don't know exact exactly how to define virtue, but I think holy people are definitely virtuous, and I feel like sometimes um, people will be like just see a holy person as like overly overly religious or um, something like that, but like it's not even always about like religion sometimes it's just about like a patient person is always better than an impatient person and like a peaceful person is always better than an angry person like it's just like the basic human like right who we are as humans right holiness is not the same as religious right Right. yeah Yeah. i mean they can often go hand in hand for sure but um so so who are the people who whose holiness is attractive to you who are those people in your life? I'm, I mean, um, there's like, I'm really blessed to have a lot of people who I can immediately think of who are really holy, um, like a couple, like various friends and then also various adults. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all, it's like you want to be with those people because you know, like they make you a better person just right. like being with them and just like, like what we were talking about earlier, like not like they won't let you gossip and they won't like let you make fun of people. So it's it's like you just want to be in their presence. You like who you are better when you're in the presence. Yeah, of yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, a lot of those people in my life are people that I've met through doing service. And um, that since we were both doing service, it's a place where you're growing in holiness. You're there for the same reasons and for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And that tells you a lot about the people you meet. You have a common mission too. I would uh, definitely say one of my friends at school. She's always really positive and a really upbeat. And no matter like what kind of like mood or whatever happening at school, she always has like a really positive view. And she's she's really religious too. Like she prays every day. And she, I just I like want to strive to be more like her too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're just joining us, you're listening to Raising Saints on AM eight twenty Saint Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt. Today we're talking about how holiness is attractive, and we're here with Emily, Jonathan, and Kaylee. Um, I think you sort of touched on this, Jonathan, but are there circumstances in which holiness is not attractive <laughs> when it turns people away? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you've, like, see a nun at a bar, like, that's just a nun at a bar <laughs> well like because i feel like i guess i kind of mentioned this earlier but just like there's people who can feel threatened because they're they know that um they're not living their life similar to you to that holy person right so they could see it as unattractive it reminds them of who they're not or or where they're not in their lives yeah is that um Kind of makes them feel shameful or guilty about who they are and what they're doing at that point. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What else? When else is holiness not attractive to people? I think when it's fake. Um, because it, it's not true holiness, but when someone's trying to um, use their faith to get attention or... Um, I don't know how to describe it, but there's people that make you feel uncomfortable because you feel like that they're trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely agree because you were mentioning service before. When you are at a service event and there's those people who like just want to hang out with the other people or who like you just know that they're not there to serve and they're not there to help others, it's frustrating and it's like annoying to the people who like are there for the right reasons. So like definitely fakeness is a good point. You see like the group flirting in the corner and yeah. it's oh. like no. <laughs> no. Oh my god. Don't even don't even go there. <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah. So annoying. <laughs> but that's 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 an important conversation to have because um that goes back to what is holiness and and Jonathan, you talked about people who are authentic earlier and and holiness is such an authentic thing and and it's not it's not being religious it's being all of the things that you guys talked about that you that are attractive to you um humble and authentic and compassionate and you know not things that we they aren't things it isn't the way we act it's just who we are you know that's what holiness is I think a lot of people view holiness as like some perfect person. And that's not true. Like part of holiness is making mistakes and learning from them and going to confession. Um, And a lot of people that seem to be perfect can be like unapproachable if you know, if you don't know them well enough. This is a great time to talk about the saints. (laughs) (laughs) None of whom was perfect. All of whom were sinners, all of whom stumbled and fell, and that's kind of what makes them such great saints, you know, or the the great conversion stories or the great, you know, um stories of people who aren't who were just regular people who who were striving for virtue and striving for holiness and achieved it. Yeah. yeah. And I know I said I didn't have anything to say about the saints, but something popped in my mind. Okay. Um, Dorothy Day, yes. she was, uh, I mean, for until she was like 30, she was just living a very worldly life mm-hmm. until she started uh, all, her ministry. And um, so I think the fact that there are those people, I mean, a lot of people who, um, ha- like, they've not always been perfect. And even people who you look at and you think they're perfect, like, the fact that they do sin and the fact that they do have things that are wrong with them makes them more approachable so I, I feel like holiness like somebody who's holy doesn't try to hide the fact that they have faults because um you need to have those faults to make you um like able to connect with others so that they can actually see that it is attainable i think like one of the most respectable qualities in a friend is um when they come to you for help like i've had a couple of different friends come to me saying like I know I'm doing this and I know this is wrong. This is going to hurt my faith life. Um, Will you help me stop that? Will you help me overcome this? And not just admitting that you're wrong, but attempting to get help to fix it shows a lot about a person and where they are in their path to holiness. That actually shows a lot about you, Emily, that people come to you for that support because your holiness is attractive to those people, right? And they, no. I know, I know you're not going to say, it, right. <laughs> but, but my point is that that is what is attractive about holiness. And right, when we can strive for holiness in our own lives, we can be that person for people who need to surround themselves with holiness to improve who they are and to pro- improve how they're living their lives. Um, which kind of leads into my next question, 
which is that why is holiness so essential in this world? Why is it so essential that we as Christians strive for holiness? Why does our world need that so badly? What are your thoughts on that? Because, I mean, if if we don't, who else is going to? Like, if we don't stand up for the persecuted, if we don't stand up for people who are being bullied or, like, insert any example, like, who's going to do that? Like, nobody else except for us. Mm-hmm. So it's vital that we live in a holy way. I don't think our world can get anywhere without holiness because holiness is one of those qualities that helps make peace treaties possible and helps end the suffering because it unites people. And without that force of being united, we're not going to get anywhere. We're not going to get any further. We're just going to be standing still. Holiness is selflessness too, I think. I think that's why it's so crucial, so critical um, until we come out of ourselves, until we all come out of ourselves, yeah. where are we going to go? And when people come, you were mentioning peace treaties, when people come together to um, do something that's that has a positive outcome, the, like, uh, the inner human connections are like incredible because it's really different. Like You have inner human connections when like your friends go out and ding-dong ditch or something, and you're doing something together. But and it's fun, but it's not like a spiritually like thriving thing. But when you're like doing service with others or making a difference somewhere, then you can really um, connect with others in a different way. And it's a lasting like ding dong ditch is like a momentary thrill. You know, you get that mm-hmm. adrenaline rush. It is fun. I not that know. I would know. I've never <laughs> done that. But um, <laughs> but serving with people like you're creating bonds that last forever. Right. Right. You're creating. Um, you're strengthening your own faith as well as the faith of the people with whom you're serving as well as the faith of the people you're serving. Right. Yeah. And and that's another good point because um, when I think we can all attest to this, when we meet somebody doing service, like we remember them forever. Right. Like, and we run into them three years later and it's like your best friends again. But like if you just meet somebody at a party or just like anywhere, it's like you're not really going to remember them. So that's kind of a interesting Thing, I guess. Yeah. yeah, it's that like that bond you make. Mm-hmm. It's like both like doing something for the good of another person. It's just I know it makes me feel like spiritually high, and probably makes the other person feel spiritually high mm-hmm. too. And you both can like connect on that, right? Now there are people who uh, seem to have the holy gene, right? Like oh, they were just born that way. They don't even have to work <laughs> at it, right? <laughs> Second nature. Um, but for those of us who struggle <laughs> with holiness, like it's a day-to-day struggle for me to be holy every day. It probably isn't for you guys, but how do we cultivate holiness within ourselves? It, it, like is holiness something you can practice? Is holiness something that you can grow within yourself? Is holiness something you can get better at? Yeah, definitely. I think um, two really important things would be, first one is prayer. Like prayer is the root of everything. Um, and just like being active and when you going to, when you go to pray, like if you're not used to praying, like then like have a plan of what you're going to do. Don't just like go there and sit and see what happens. Like read scripture, pray, pray the rosary, do something. But also, um, I think something that, uh, helped me a lot was just, uh, like every interaction that I had with somebody, I would always just ask myself, like, was that the best that I could have been? Um, like, did I do everything that, um, I should have? 
like did I respond in a helpful way or whatever so just like every single action that you do can like you can like do it in a holy way so just focusing on that right if all of our actions are glorifying God and we're always conscious of that right what else how else do we cultivate how do you guys cultivate holiness in your own lives I was taught really young that prayer is not supposed to be comfortable and I think I was told that when I was complaining about there like not being kneelers or something when I was little, but it's not just a physical thing. Prayer is not supposed to be comfortable in any way. It's supposed to put you out of your comfort zone and let you try new things and grow in your faith life. Um, and unless and, and that's not to say prayer is supposed to be miserable, right? Right. 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 But you're right. You're right. I see, I know what you're saying. Yeah. What What else do you guys do to cultivate the holiness in your own lives? Um. I would say along with like service and definitely like your relationship with God. I know Jonathan said prayer is like a main part too. And I also think like prayer and like goes into like your main relationship with God and how like strong you have it too. And I know sometimes it can falter and maybe that's when you like start feeling like that you're like maybe losing holiness, but then like, you know, getting back into like prayer and like when you're spiritually like, like, I don't know, dead, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just like trying to like re like surround yourself again with people who inspire you and get back into your prayer life. Just, you know. Yeah. Surrounding yourself. yourself yeah. yeah. Surrounding yourself with holy people is like really, really helpful. Um, and also just like spread holiness wherever you go and then it'll find its way back to you mm-hmm. is something that I keep in mind. Yeah, my mom always says, plant the seed. Yay, Kaylee's mom <laughs> quote. We always have to have one. <laughs> I love it. Um, and I always, yeah, it's funny because w- when we're striving for holiness in ourselves, we're striving to cultivate holiness within ourselves and be more holy. The best way to do it is not to focus on ourselves, but just focus on God. And if we're doing everything for the glory of God, if we're doing everything mindful of who we are as children of God, then the holiness will come. We we don't necessarily have to work as hard as it, at it as we might think we have to. So um, uh, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, we love you, and we praise you, and we give you thanks for the many blessings in our lives. Lord, we just ask that you help us as we go through this week to be more holy, to focus on you, to draw others to you through our actions and through the way we live our lives. Help us to glorify you in everything we do, Jesus. In your name we pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com. Then he